And we're back. Okay. Uh, so now we're just going to keep going, John. Well, we haven't even touched on the SWAT cheese. No, dude. I have, bro, I've like, like, I had about six questions for you. Oh, my God. Stop it. Stop it. Okay. See, even this is BMX, you know, show the love. Like, I actually, I have the shield hanging from my, so I, I, I recently bought my dream truck and, um, you know, it's, it's, I bought, it's a stupid truck to buy. It's absolutely embarrassing to drive. It just sits out in the, in the, in my driveway now, but I bought a, an H1 Hummer because I was like, that was the thing I wanted when I was a kid. Um, that like a lot of people had Porsches. I had that. I was like, I want a Hummer. So I bought one, but the, uh, if you, if, so if you're driving around Gilbert, Arizona, you see me in Phoenix, you see a a gray Hummer with a, a big ripper sticker on the side of it. Look at the, the, uh, my, my rear view mirror. We'll see an S and M shield hanging the air freshener hanging from it. So you'll know that's mine. Um, oh, yeah. so if you see it out there, so, yes, the shield, like that is, that is absolutely bike life and, and riding bikes. John, hey, I'm going to do something quickly since we're yeah. doing episode two, can I get two minutes and I'm going to deck myself out in all this vision streetwear gear. <laughs> Yeah, man, go. As long as you need. I haven't haven't christened my new jacket and new pants. No, slap it on, man. All original stuff. Give me two minutes. This is is like, fair warning, I'm going to nerd out when I see you next time. Because that's, this is amazing. Here it comes, man. This is great. This is great. What a crazy, what a crazy experience, man. I can't believe, like, I am, for the first time in, in probably a few years, I am speechless right now like the, the no he's got he's got all the cool stuff john has the vision the, streetwear gear from head to toe he's got the haro jacket the boom box in the back if you guys haven't noticed that check out some of those stickers look a little closer you know the time warp that we are going through right now is like it's like it's literally a time machine and i feel like i'm 14 again like this is absolutely incredible for me yeah no it's it's crazy um just what he was saying earlier about, you know, the bikes and the collection um, from the other episode, it was, you know, it's something we all dream about. It's something all of us have had a little bit of experience doing and to have over 120 of every model of the, of the premium Haro freestyle bikes is that that's insane. And the stamped, the stamped brake cables. I mean, that's just crazy. But did you pick up on the one thing I want to point out? Like he did say one thing, like, um, and I hope, I hope listeners heard it, but he was like, get out and ride them, get out and shred them. That's what they're made for. Yeah. Um, I mean, ride your bikes, friends, please ride your bikes. Of course his collection is, you know, it's museum quality and he wanted people to take them out. Whoever was buying them, you know, he wanted them to go out and be able to ride them. And it was cool that they were hanging on a wall somewhere, but his vision, his dream would be to have those things out there being ridden and you know what they were what they were designed for you know what i mean like go go ride your bike yeah could you imagine walking into the haro office though and and seeing just like that every day walking into work and you pass that sexy man see those (laughs) are the pants john those are the pants oh there they are i couldn't again sorry guys uh I've, uh, I've packed everything. I've packed everything. I couldn't find my bloody, my DV9, my DV8s. I've got some DV8s as well, but this is all original. Look, it's got the original, uh, original tags and shit. So it's none of this remake crap, you know? But I found all these brand new items, obviously, 
hundred bucks for a t-shirt is a bit much, but anyway. Hey, they, uh, what's that? If it brings you joy, it's worth every dollar. Oh man. I mean, let's see. Have you have the, the, the jacket is just. <laughs> That's incredible. That is, I, I'm speechless. And if, if, if you, if anybody knows me, I, I have no problem talking uh, for three hours straight about anything that, that is interesting. And I'm over here speechless this entire episode. Well, I've never worn any of this. This is all brand new. I just put it on for the show. So uh, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling, I'm feeling good. I've, I've wanted to do a, some sort of post with all this new stuff. I mean, I'm trying to remember who was the, who was the skateboarder that got put away prison? Craig? Uh, that was... Um, oh, it was someone, Gra oh, not Craig Grasso. Gran Gran Grasso. It was either Grasco or Grankowski. Or no, I, I can't, it wasn't Gator, what, right? I'm going to get this yeah, wrong. I'm trying to think, because these pants are the, the limited edition ones, the red vision, because I had white ones, I never had red. I had the white uh, ones. I had the white ones as well. I remember the, the skater. I thought it was, I thought it was, was try to remember his first name, Grasso. I thought it was Grasso, someone Grasso, skater. Jeff? No, it, it was Mark Gator. Mark um, Gator, that's it. Yeah. Gator pants. These are Mark, Gator pants. Mark Rogowski. Gator. Yeah, these are Gator. That was Gator. Gator had that logo that spun. Like it had that, like, he had it that spinning. Geometric, yeah. uh, uh, turning logo. And so he was, uh, says here, Mark Gator uh, Rogowski sentenced to 31 years to life in prison uh, back in 1992. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So these Gator. are brand new. And I found these in Vegas from 1987. Brand new pants. I think you're going to have to go on, out on the town tonight, John. Don't take it off, man. Just walk right off the interview and hit the town, brother. I don't like, so what was it? What was it? This, we can have this conversation. Why did we wear XL t-shirts? I mean, I, I wear a medium. Why? I, I wore XL back in the day. But why would we wear bigger clothes? Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. But I remember, like, for me, it started with, the, the person that I remember wanting to emulate, I mean, there's DMC with the Adidas. Remember, like those big Adidas sweatshirts? I, I remember I wanted, like, the one of the, like, for Christmas, I got one of those, like, it's, I still remember it had Olympics or something on the back. And it was, like, one of his big Adidas sweatshirt things. And I was, they like. They had sweatshirts. The Adidas sweatshirt with the, surf in the surfboard and all that. That's on eBay right now. I saw it yesterday. Oh. But it's, like, it's pretty freaking ugly. <laughs> Well, you had and to I have never the, had it, so I don't want it. Dude, you had to have the, the big shirt, right? And then the, yeah. pants, the pants were freaking big, too. Oh, they? I mean, remember oh, the pants? Yeah, I mean. I mean, not the vision just, pants, but just like jeans in general or whatever you wore. The pants yeah, early 90s, huge. we went to this baggy stuff that, and it was so heavy. Like, you watch yeah. some of the, the standard videos, and you'll see these jeans that are wider than your shoe. It's like. That's, that was the trend, like 93, 94, we went these wide flared jeans I, and they were so heavy. I remember before that was the Z Cavaricis that had like the weird like six, I mean, it was like six buttons in the front that went like, so your waistband was like that long and it was just button, button, button. But before yep. that, do you remember the Jimmy, the Jimmy Z pants with the built-in yes. the, the built uh, belt? Remember those? Yeah, the, the easy access. Oh yeah, the the, the, the Jimmy Z's <laughs> and uh, Steve Caballero was he was all over those, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember Steve wearing those too. 
Hey, so, did, you know, did you know Steve Caballero used to represent Harrow? Used to in the 80s. I, no, I didn't, I didn't know he was with Harrow in the 80s. Yeah, he, uh, I haven't spoken to him about being paid, but he definitely was flowed. The, the Harrow knee pads, you know, the Stormtrooper knee pad. Yeah. So Steve actually showed me a few photos of him representing and wearing those Harrow knee pads. And that's crazy because now Steve's got a signature bike with Haro, correct? Yeah, yeah. And he likes to be known as an artist, Steve Caballero, the artist, rather than Steve Caballero, the skateboarder, for the, the collaboration with Haro. And I've actually got a piece of art. Everything in my house is actually personalized. I mean, I've got a piece of Bruce Crisman's art up in the back here, Steve Caballero's art, Bob Haro's. Um, Snow Patrol, you know that song, If I Lay Here. If I just, so I grew up with those guys. So yeah, I've got Tom's art, Bob. Uh, yeah, it's all personal, but I love that. I love that shit. So Steve's awesome guy. I mean, he used to ride BMX. Did you know that? He was a BMXer before he was a skateboarder. See, I, I didn't know that. I never knew that. And then I saw like, so I saw obviously because of the big bikes, right? I saw the, yeah. the Caballero bike. Um, yeah. and that, that's a good segue into, into the big bikes for a minute. Yeah. Um, what's tell me more about like Haro your plans for big bikes um you know what's going on with that like I have a lot of questions brother I mean yeah. the the DMC the DMC 26 like I could not find one anywhere it was like it, I found like Craig and I were, were googling last night and I found one at, at Flatland Fuel okay like, oh okay what what's your plans for these big bikes because so many of us that are riding these big bikes grew up with your brand i mean this was yeah. like and and the haros were the holy grail bikes i mean if you if even on my even if when you go to the channel you'll see me there's a like one of the videos is like old 80s freestyler um meets an old friend and it's the 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 mint green haro master um yeah. tell me more about like what what is what does the future hold for for the big bikes in haro so the big bikes are here to stay um we decided to call them legends. Uh, Todd does an amazing thing with SE. I mean, uh, and I talk to Todd a lot. Like we, we actually do talk quite often, you know. Um, and so I've got so much respect for Todd and what he did. I mean, he created this really, this whole following and everything else and everyone else is playing catch up. Uh, so I didn't want to copy what Todd was doing. I wanted to basically um, thank the legends from times past. So our entry level um, Legends bike is the Slow Ride. Now Slow Ride, it's called Slow Ride BMX. But Slow Ride BMX is BMX, Brian, Mike, Xavier. Brian Blyther, Mike Dominguez, Xavier Mendez. These three guys have been best friends for 35, 36 years. Um, Brian and Mike, yeah, they were pro, uh, level riders as they were everyone knows brian and mike xavier was an amateur um but those three are they're just a brotherhood so instead of doing a brian blyther bike and a mike dominguez the three of them came together and actually says well why don't we just do a bmx brian mike xavier so slow ride is the entry level bike it's, it's i mean it, it can range from 399 to 449 we always try and go 449 msrp but it's a full alloy 6061 frame. It's chromoly fork, chromoly bar, double walled rims. Um, I mean, for that price, you're, you're getting an absolute killer bike. Uh, 
John, I don't, I don't want to interrupt you either, but if you haven't seen the graphics on that bike, um, <laughs> the it literally, the, boombox, I mean, the, the idea of it is sitting behind you. If you look on the, like the, the subtle, the subtle uh, nod to, to the eighties on the graphics that are laid out on that bike, uh, impeccable. Like it's, it's yeah. literally like the play button, the pause button, like it's, per, it is, it is the perfect bike. If, if for, for a nerd like me that really loves the graphics, yeah. um, you slayed the, the, the color, the idea, the whole like, so when I think people that saw the BMX and understood exactly what it, what it meant when they saw it, when it's like BMX, and you're like, okay. And then somewhere in the marketing, it was so subtly laid out like Blyther, Dominguez, and you're like, oh, I get it. And then you see the, you look at the details of those, like the, the graphics, the color, um, the play buttons, slayed yeah. it, man, slayed it. Well, I'll tell you. Um, so, like, I'm the visionary. I come up with the ideas and the concepts and things like that. But I brought in Brian, Mike, and Xavier and stuff. And we had we had a bike, we had a concept, and everything done. And I was just like, it, it feels like there's no passion in this bike. It's not speaking to me. I want each bike to be a piece of art. Um, so I reached out to, thanks to Dale Holmes, who uh, I was actually with today, Dale Holmes, BMX racer, world champion, everything else. He was helping me today, going back and forward, doing some uh, USA-made product. Thank you. We can talk about that later. But um, we reached out to uh, an absolute amazing artist called Mark Ward. Um, he, he's done work for the Olympics. He's done work for Skittles, Mars, Nike. Like... You go on to markward.com, holy, I shouldn't even share his because people probably jump on it and I should. Here we go, he, exclusive. He is amazing. This guy created, so I told him about the boombox thing, you know, I was like, and he, um, Brian Mike Xavier wanted the, the Trident Fork. So the Trident Fork is smashing through the boombox and it's exploding. And Mark brought it all to life with like, um, Chevron speakers blowing out and the tape deck, like the Harrow tape deck, but getting chewed up, like the tape is getting chewed up and it's on the head tube and, and all that stuff. So it's like, I come out with an idea of like, yeah, let's have a boom box on there because it's like the urban crew and everything else. And, and Mark just goes to town with it all. But I mean, he, he's got some, we, he did so much art. He came out and said, okay, we've got this idea, the boom box. We have this idea, and it's like um, Dominguez in his convertible lowrider sort of mini truck kind of thing and everything else. Then he does another one with a sloth, like doing the whole 90-degree bike is upside down, and he's scratching his claws on the ground and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, we have a series here. Like, I can't do them all but I love everything you're doing. So can I buy this art and then we're doing this art and then we're doing this. Like I ain't throwing nothing to the curb. We're, we're keeping them all. So the first series of the slow ride was the boombox exploding with the Trident. The next one is going to be the Dominguez uh, mini truck. Remember, I think he won the mini truck. It was like a purple truck. Yeah, it's a purple truck, and there's a picture of him with the uh, with his bike in the back. And yes, yeah, that's that's awesome. the new graphic, and the smoke is coming out the back, saying Harrow coming out of it. Actually, no, it says Slow Ride, and it says Harrow on the top. Um, and then the third one will be the Sloth. So that's Slow Ride. Then you have um, the Pistol Pete. 
So last year we did the group one pistol beat. This year it's called the pistol. And the pistol, again, Mark Ward, I had to get up to do it. The eyes are like popping out, you know, like um, Jim Carrey in the mask. The eyes are popping out, all the veins and everything. The eyeball is coming out of the seat. It's all embossed and everything's like, the art in this is insane. I mean, I'm going to go broke collecting all these new bikes. I can't, <laughs> I can't buy them all. I'm loving everything. You and me both, brother. You and me both. <laughs> I mean, and then you've got the DMC. So the DMC is, the new one is going to be the Turquoise Mint. So it's like the 88 Turquoise Mint Master. Ooh. That's the new one. It'll be out in August. Yeah, look at you, boy. <laughs> I'm giving you some sneak peeks here. Hopefully. Oh, Big Bike BMX exclusive, John Bulch. <laughs> you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. And then we still have a Caballero. We have a Caballero, but the Caballero is looking more like cabs. Um, I, want, I, will, I love the, the Red Dragon and everything, but I wanted uh, some of his green skateboard decks that he did. So the new bike is green and red. Like, it, it pops. Um, what else do we have? And then we have the Bob Harrow. We're doing the Bob Harrow colorway in a white. Um, so it'll be like an 84. We're doing the American uh, Frame and Fox right now. But the 26-inch uh, Bob Harrow will come all white with the blue parts and everything. So it looks like an 84. And a very exclusive that no one knows we're doing is we're doing an electric 27.5 Eddie King twin top tube e-bike. Did Oof. I just say that? Is that too Oof. much scotch? <laughs> hold, hold on. I might have to have a scotch here. <laughs> uh, an elect, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hey, wait a minute. Don't tell Todd. Todd, Shh, delete. I'm yeah. taking this off. I'm getting hot in here. Yeah, that yeah. jacket looks hot. <laughs> So a, 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 a double top tube, yep. 27.5, you said electric, e, so an e-bike. E -bike. Yeah. What in the, where, where did this, like, when is it coming out? Or don't even tell me when it's coming out. I mean, it's going to be MY22, which MY22 normally drops July, August, 2021. Um, we're working on... Oh man, I can't even tell you. There's, there's something that's absolutely insane about this bike that in electric bikes, e-bikes is so new to the market. It's only available in Germany right now. So there's something that is going on right now that I don't want to share too much because I could lose my job. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's going to look like a BMX and it is going to be wheelable. Is that a word? Wheelable? Wheelable? <laughs> I'm just I'm buying it. It's wheelable. <laughs> and, and electric e-bike. Like you could wheelie the shit at 30 mile an hour. I, I will tell you this. The, the, like maybe three months ago, I would have told you, this is crazy. It's not going to work. Yeah. And then I saw a video of Eddie Fiola um, somewhere. I want to say he was in us. I'm guessing it was Australia because I'm an old man and I forget stuff. Yeah. There's, there's a video of Eddie Fiola on, on one of these e BMX bikes. Absolutely shredding a like a mountain bike course mm -hmm. going uphill on an e-bike and it will absolutely blow your mind and it will change everything that you know about or that you think you know about e-bikes so yeah. i'm going to leave it at that just go google eddie fiola on an e-bike and it'll it'll you'll trip out but wow and and speaking, and speaking of eddie i was actually just at eddie's house on saturday for a party and it was like 
I mean, I'm great friends with Eddie. I'm great friends with all my heroes. And it, it, it does. Sometimes I have to pinch myself. I'm li this little kid from Scotland and I'm at Eddie Fiola's house and he, sh he gives me the whole tour. Holy shit. If you haven't seen Eddie Fiola's garage, it's like a five-car garage and you can't fit a car in it. It is five cars. It's it's double double and then it's got a single. And that is crazy. He has the scuba selection. He has the motocross area. He has like BMX. Like I'm going. I'm looking at this gun. I thought I had a lot of shit. I mean, this guy has. <laughs> I would say there would be over 500 tubs that you could just pull out. Big, massive tubs that you can pull out that. I didn't even get a chance to have a, a look at his garage. He was like, oh, yeah, this is this, this is this, this is that, this is this. Next, this is this, this is over here, that's over there. I'm just like. What, what were you most blown away by? Like, as far as, like, for someone like me that, that only knows Eddie from BMX magazines, um, was there anything in that garage that you were like, I remember that? Or, like, you know, and I'm thinking, like, maybe the, the Mohawk helmet or, you know, that kind of stuff. Was there anything in that garage that just you were like, holy shit, look at that. That's, that's what I remember seeing. It was so crazy uh, seeing everything. I mean, he had a helmet selection. I mean, there was a section in his garage of just helmets. And it's not that he hasn't built his garage up like just as memorabilia. It's like, this is shit he almost takes out daily and uses. Um, but... Honestly, the, 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 one, the, the one item that stood out to me, and Eddie, I have to come back to your house, um, was the, the photograph of him doing, like, it's not a full look back, but it's the 80s look back, you know? And he's on that torker, freestyler, almost that harrow. And I'm just like, shit, like, Eddie rode a harrow for 23 hours. So he was on harrow for 23 hours. 23, <laughs> almost a full day, bro. All right, John. <laughs> I... I and, and I, I, if you can, uh, yeah. tell, tell us more about the mint green DMC that's coming out next. Like, yep. it would tell, tell us more, like, just because like, I'm, I'm nerding really hard right now about as soon as you said that it's, it's it hasn't even sunk in yet because I remember like Joe Gratola, I remember seeing Joe Gratola on that bike yep. the first time I saw it. And I was, I mean, just geeking really hard about it tell us more yeah. about about that like the parts how do you pick the parts for that how do you is it a, is, is it going to be a complete bike or you yeah. get you do frame and forks what's tell us more so again i mean in my position i have to listen to the consumer so my 20 inch lineage will always be made in taiwan i can't cut a corner with lineage um i tried to do the 26 inch lineage bikes um, but they're so expensive. Like lineage, if you've seen lineage, you know I don't cut corners. I mean, everything is high end. Every time I work on a bike, I work on it as if it's for me. So it's for you. So lineage, it was becoming so expensive in the 26 and the 29 inch category that I had to make a new category. And looking again, Todd, thank you. <laughs> Looking at what SE was doing and everything else, I'm like, I have to make these bikes in China and I have to make them out of 6061 aluminium or aluminum. And <laughs> you, you can say aluminium. Aluminium. Yeah, aluminium. you can say aluminium. Aluminium. Um, 
uh, instead of 413 old chromoly that we were using in Taiwan, and it was all double butted and everything else. So going over there, uh, we decided to make, by doing it in alloy, making it in China, um, you're reducing the cost by 50%. I mean, people don't realize that, you know, from China, you could build a bike for 600 bucks. You build a full chromoly lineage in Taiwan, it's $1,200. You build that same bike in America, you're going up to three, close to $5,000 if you had everything made here. The brake cables, the tires, you know, it's like, so you have to look at your market. And I was building these lineage bikes and they were 1200 bucks, uh, 26 inch masters and stuff like that. And I was seeing a lot of people couldn't afford it. You have a family, you know, you've got so many bills to pay. So I was like, well, how can you still have that, Isaac? How can you have that emotion without that price tag? You know, I wanted, because I'm all about, you know, when you have emotion, there's no price tag to certain guys that are single and don't have all the crazy bills. But when you're married and you have family and you've got everything else, well, you come last. <laughs> the Every family time. comes first. Every the house, time. the family, everything else. And it's like, you know, even though... You, a lot of times when I was working and uh, my wife wasn't, even though it was my money, I would always say, hey, babe, do you mind if I put this in the credit card? I'll pay it off by the end of the month. We won't pay interest. But it's, I mean, it's common courtesy. It's, it's respect for, for your partner. So I listened to a lot of the consumers going, well, I've got 600 bucks. What can you give me? Well, I can't make high-end Taiwanese lineage product I mean, the stem is 79 bucks. So how am I going to be able to build a bike for $600, a lineage? That's when we went to China. And in China, honestly, I mean, the quality is still amazing. You are there, well, me. I go there, like, again, I'm, I'm talking Todd. Todd, I'm talking you up too much. Uh, Todd's there all the time. You know, like, if you want your product to be right, you got to be in Asia. you got to be in China. you got to be in Taiwan. You've got to be on the ground. I mean, even in America, like today, I was on the ground making sure you guys, if anyone's here that's bought um, the Master Sport um, USA-made products, well, again, I was in the factory today in Santa Ana and uh, making sure that everything is right. I'm not letting anything go through if I wouldn't buy it myself. Yeah, it's got your name on you, it, you know? Yeah, yeah, you guys put me in this, this position, you know? I mean, Dom Phipps, this is his project. Dom Phipps is a historian. He did the 2012. He's working on the 2020 series for the 1984 project. But I'm, I'm the brand manager. I have to make sure that the brand is protected. So if there's a blowhole, if there's a drip on the, the paint, I'm pulling it because I need it to be 99.9. You're never going to get 100%. I mean, it's so difficult to get 100%, even if you were making a swatch, a swatch sticker, you're still going to be a little bleed or whatever on the, on the graphic. So um, I'm happy with 99.9%. And if there's a tiny little imperfection, I'll, I'll have to accept it because it's man-made. It's handmade yeah. in America. You have to accept that. It's part of, you know, the attraction. So back to your story, back to your question, Isaac, is um, with the, the, the Chinese-made... Um, Legends bikes, moving into the turquoise mint. Uh, yes, I do have a lineage stem on it, um, but uh, everything else, it's a full 4130 chromoly bar. 
look it looks like the original 86 bar um god I, I designed this bar so long ago i'm trying to think if i did it as seven and a half or six and a half inch because it's it's a 26 inch bike so it's more of a cruiser i think it's six and a half inch bar but it's still got the knurling on the top still you have when you look down i mean you've got the dmc right is it like these bars john is it is it the same bars on the um it looks the, very similar but craig that that fst is uh taiwanese so that's Taiwanese with American-made Skyway Tufts. So it's got the Group 1 cranks and everything on it. So that's the Taiwanese. I mean, that was a $1,200 bike. Um, but based off those um, handlebars, we made a copy of that handlebar in, in China. So yeah, let me show. That. I'm going to talk for a second so people can see what I'm talking about. So behind me, I have the 2016 um, Haro Brian Blyther Tribute 24-inch uh, with Skyway Mags. But we were trying to talk about the handlebars. And it has the knurling um, on the top there. So I was wondering if that was kind of what you were talking about. So it's probably similar to that, right? It's similar, similar to that. Um, but as I said, like even Skyway Tough Wheels, I mean, I can get a set of Spolt wheels done for a hundred bucks, but by the Skyway Toughs, you're talking 200, 250. So you look at that difference, made in China, made in Taiwan, I can get a rim made in China. You make a rim in America, you're yeah, I mean, two hundred bucks for a set of American-made rims. Yeah, yeah, you and I were talking before we got on on the show, and literally, there is no brand, there is no BMX slash bike brand out there making a complete bike in the U.S. There's just not, not from not from bar to tire, not from you know top to bottom. Yeah, there's there's companies that are making um, frame or fork or or whatever, but a complete bike, you know, and everybody wants it. Oh, make it in the U.S. Bring it, you know, make this in the U.S. And for those reasons that you just kind of um, outlined, it, it's just, it's not feasible. Um, no complete bikes are, are made in the U.S. All three of us would love to make a complete bike in America. We'd love it. I mean, you saw, you saw Chris Moeller just made the, the Supreme bike. But it's the Supreme bike, so it's uh, American-made frame, fork, bar, stem. Um, but if you did tire, wheels, I mean, hubs, spokes, rims, tubes. Who would make a tube in America? You know, if you add all that up, uh, pedal molds, we've got profile cranks, we've got stealth hubs, we've got profile hubs made here, but you look at every single barrel adjusters on a, on, on a brake lever. Who's gonna make barrel adjusters in America? Unless you're spending $80 for one lever, and that's cheap. So when you add it all up, if if S and M made the um, the Supreme bike a hundred percent in America, it would be a five thousand dollar bike. Yeah, for sure. But it's a fifteen hundred dollar bike because you have American made frame, fork, stem. Uh, I haven't looked at all the specifications, but then you'll have some Taiwanese product. Taiwan is amazing, and you know I, I wish Chris, I wish I got one of your bikes because. That, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. I mean, as you can see, I'm still drinking out of my, my wee S&M cup. Because yeah. um, I'm a lover of BMX. I mean, yeah. that's what it comes down to. I'm a lover of all brands. There's no brand in BMX that I actually don't like. And, um, I mean, even talking about it, it's like, I, I don't promote, I don't want to promote just Harrow. I want to promote the sport. I want to promote BMX. If it's 20 inch, if it's 24, if it's 26, if it's 27.5, if it's 29, I mean, 
who was it that made someone made a 36 inch i saw it and shaq was dry was riding this bike 36 inch someone and i saw it in germany it was at uh, Eurobike, 26 a 36 inch bike it was huge i mean you Dude, that had to be a one-off was that a yeah. one-off or a production because that i mean well, we rubber i spoke to tony d and tony d did the tire mold and it was 36 inch Unreal. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, have you never seen this bike? It's 36 inch tall. I'm writing this down. I got to look at this thing. You got to look at this thing. I mean, I think it was done for Shaq. It was a basketballer for sure. So yeah. they were over seven foot tall, and it was a 36 inch bike. I'm standing next to the wheel, and it's up to here. It's <laughs> like that's, that's just the wheel. That's crazy. And, and that's a big bike. That's a big bike. That is a big BMX bike. Um, but honestly, I mean, when you when you tell that story. John, you are literally telling like my story of how I got back into BMX because I, I wanted the DMC. I don't, I didn't get to DMC. I couldn't find one. Oh, um, and so like, it was like, it, it, they just get, it was, it was almost like it was, it was what's going on with, with bikes now. Um, back in December, it was like the Harl bike got pushed back and I'm like, I'm, and, and my, my wife is, so here's the funny thing. My boss was in on it. Every one of my friends was in on it. I'm like, if Bren, my wife, love you, Bren. If Bren reaches out, it's a Haro Master DMC 26. Help her find it. And so we just couldn't find it. And then I, I found my local bike shop, Phoenix Bike Company. And they had, the, they had the $1,400 bike, the mint one. And that's the one that I did the video walking around it. Right. And, but I was that guy because like, I've already trying to get back into BMX. I bought a Sunday Model C. I love Sunday. Um, I love everything Jim does. Um, but the Model C was not comfortable for me personally. It felt like a cruiser and it didn't feel like it didn't feel like my horror. It didn't feel like my there's two bikes that I rode as a kid that I absolutely fell in love with my horror masters and my ozone method one. And so yeah. those, those are my two holy grail bikes that just like they felt like home. Well, Isaac, can I see and um, whilst we're talking here, um, Cover my cost, and you can have my first turquoise mint 26 inch DMC Harrow Master. Oh, it's done. It is it's, it's in my office right now. Wait a second. <laughs> Wait done. a second. So I have to pay my product manager, but yeah, dude, you, you're, you're, you're talking to me, here, Isaac. My cost. It's yours. <laughs> it, I, want you, I want you to see you on it. I want you to see you on it. I can't believe you missed out on the green one, but if you can get the turquoise mint. I'll put your name on it. We we got to do something for Craig too. We got to we got to find a way to hook up Craig. But uh, I've got a twelve. There's, you got a lot of ground to cover here, homie. If you're getting <laughs> the bike, dude. Um, um, yeah, I that's just, awesome. I, I want to finish telling the story though because it was like the the because I was your I was your literally I'm I'm the guy in your story because I I bought the Model C and I just never rode it um, because it wasn't comfortable, right? Um, I tried to even make it a 22. Like I bought, I literally went like, there was somebody on BMX museum, shout out to this kid um, who, who was like, if you make them, if you take a 24 inch model C, you put 22 inch, you buy a, a, again, shout out to Chris, the mad dog. I bought a 22 inch pitchfork, bought 22 inch re revenge rims and tried to make it into my, uh, into something that felt like it was a, a BMX bike that I could ride. Didn't mm -hmm. work. Um, and so I was like, well, maybe I'll just, I'll just straight up buy a flatland bike. Maybe I'm just doing it wrong. Um, because I couldn't, I didn't, I couldn't, because I'm, I'm a married guy with, with two, I had twins at the time. Now I have three kids, but at the time I had twins. And so I bought a, uh, an intricate again, shout out to Chris, 
Um, I hooked up with Gabe Weed at Cheap Goods BMX. I love Gabe. Um, he got yeah. me on an intricate, and that too felt so small that I, I never rode it. So I had given up 100% on BMX. I saw the DM, I saw the green DMC, and I'm like, dude, this is it. And I couldn't find one before Christmas, but I found that mint one for like 1600. But looking at my wife, I couldn't go because here's the thing, dude. Talking about earlier what you talked about, if I if I buy myself something for 1600, my guilt would make me think I had to buy Bren something for like three grand for Christmas. Yeah, right? you gotta double it. Dude, yeah. so I was like, I can't. But I found, um, I found that they had a big ripper that was in that seven, $700 price range that I could, I could pull off, right? Yeah. And I was like, okay, so that's what got me into this. So like, and, and you're talking about like all these like American made and Taiwanese made and Chinese made. Here's the thing, there's a market for each one of those things. It, the, there's guys here in Phoenix that are like, they'll buy the Bassett bike and they'll make a, a $6,000 cruiser. Yep. And hats off to them. I love them. I love looking at them. But that's not where I'm at. I want to ride my bike. I want to I want to get on my bike and I want to do that trick. I want to do a lawnmower. I want to do that gut lever now on my yep. bike. And I want to have that moment after a hard day's work of going. I want to that every BMXer is gonna know this feeling. When you grab your handlebars, when you grab your grips. And you literally put your foot over and you like, I get goosebumps thinking about it. Yeah. You, 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 you hop on your bike and it's like, this is my bike. This is my freedom. This is my moment of just me where I can, I don't have to be corporate Isaac. I'm not trying to impress anyone. I just want to ride my bike and feel free again. And that's yeah. what these, that's what, what Haro is doing. That's what, what S and M is doing. That's what Bassett is doing. And Todd Lyons, I love you, brother. That's what you're doing as well. You're giving us riders the opportunity to be free just for, even if it's for an hour while yeah. I go for a ride or even a couple minutes when I ride to the, to the, uh, the, the mailbox. Like I get to be 14-year-old Isaac on my Haro Master again. And so thank you for doing that and, and the, the, for giving us these price point bikes that make it easy for us to get into and and this is to the and, and this I guess this statement's more towards like the the purists that are like American made and this and that. That's good for you. But remember, not everybody is out trying to, to build that that 100 percent bike. You've got friends that used to do endos with. You have friends that used to jump into the lake on a kick ramp with that for them, they just want to ride that GT again. They just want to ride that master, that that slow ride, just to have that feeling of BMXing again. So don't don't hate on the companies that are that are doing these two market bikes. And the thing that I think that that you specifically, I'm saying Haro, but like this is you, John, 100%. You've given these bikes, you've given us us riders the ability to, if I want to go and build my dream bike, I can buy the frame and forks in that line of in that line that you're producing. If I'm just trying to test the waters to see if I can ride again because I got a bad knee, you make a price point bike that I can get into. You know what I mean? So thank you for doing that. But riders, man, remember what these guys are going through, like the pressure and everything that's going on. Like you talked I mean, about. Right the, there when you said that, I was like, all eyes on me. I'm like, yeah, oh. <laughs> it, it is. Like when you, when you were talking about like you have to approve everything, but like the thing about it is, dude, you're standing in proxy for every kid that has wanted that bike. And you have to be that way. You have, even if it's, even if it means that I'm not going to get that bike um, today or next week, you're going to, because if it's not right, I'm going to look at you and go, bro, what did you do? Like, you're my homie. You know what I mean? Like you stood there and said, this is okay. 
So yeah. thank you for everything that you, 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 you know, say no to everything that gets trashed. Um, thank you for doing that, dude, because that's what keeps our, our, our dream pure. You know what I mean? That's, that's the difference between a corporation and a human. And you know, like yeah. this whole interview has all been about like the human side of all of us, right? The humanity and, and the human stories. And so like, this is maybe me just fanboying out a little bit too hard with you, but thank you for standing in proxy for those of us that like, I can't stand there with the welder and say, that's good enough for me, but you will. And so thank you for doing that. It's amazing. Thank you. I appreciate that. I mean, it is, it's like, even when I go to China and Taiwan and I'm working in these factories, I mean, my, my nickname is Mr. One Millimeter. Like they call me Mr. One Millimeter. <laughs> And now it's got so bad in the past couple of years, they call me 0.5 millimeter. <laughs> and I mean, I take it as a compliment. I'm just like, I, I try and educate them. What is it like for you? You know, if you're the consumer, what is it like for you to receive this? And it's twisted or it's off or it says, some things are going to get through and 100% will warranty it. Please don't slander any brand on Facebook, oh, look what happened to me. Contact the dealer you got it from or contact the brand and they will give you because you have the power right now. Social media, all brands are scared of social media because if we don't look after you, you're going to slander us and we're going to lose 100 sales. But if you basically say how the experience was and we looked after you, any brand, looks after you that sells us an extra 10 bikes and it gets 10 more asses on seats that people are out riding yeah. not sitting playing their bloody computer games and i mean adults are sitting at home playing the computer games stop slandering the brands support the brands get on a bike i don't care what bike <laughs> just get on that bike because feel that childhood feeling again because that's what life's about and, and Isaac, before I was going to say that feeling you get, it's about being in the moment. A hundred percent it is. Like the three so, of us right now. Yeah, others will see this, but it's the three of us right now. We're communicating, we're connecting. And that's what you get from when you ride that bike. And I want that emotional connection that if it's a $400 bike or it's a $5,000 bike, it's Chinese, if it's Taiwanese, if it's Japanese, or if it's American made, UK made, Australian made. I mean, there's plenty, German, there's so much going on out there. Support your own countries. If you can afford it, please support local, local brands. You know, I mean, I'm a big supporter of S&M. And I'm a big supporter of, of Standard. I mean, Rick Moliterno is fixing my original STA. Rewelded, fixed the grinds, everything. Rick sent me a photo going, I've just had it back, my STA from 1995, and he's re-chromed it, and translucent green. He's like, did you have red decals or orange? That was today. That's Rick Moliterno. He took time out of his day to fix my fucking bike up because I'm building now a timeline of my own personal riding history on my wall of all my favorite bikes. I mean, Jay Miron. Jay Miron is building me a fucking coffee table right now. Like, Jay Miron. That's I have, amazing. I have my, so as I said, in 99, I was riding for Schwinn in Australia, and I had my torque flight, and Shad Johnson, another fucking rad dude, 
Shad Johnson tracked down a torque flight for me and sold me the torque flight and it's black, but I'm turning it into red because I had the red one. And this is a family. This is a community. Yeah, and 100% it is. Absolutely, less man. It, it so is. Less of the slandering and more of building up. I'll build up my competition. I'll see how amazing Craig Turner is. Like GT and Harold were always... Fuck, Craig's birthday was yesterday. I texted him and said, happy birthday, bro. You know, it's like I have so much respect for the Turner family. And, and it's funny because, you know, Gary Turner and Bob Harrell were like, it was, a, it was a friendly banter, and I'm having that banter now with Craig. And I have that banter with Todd Lyons and, and even with, with Moeller and stuff like that. But uh, you had a post on Facebook. Small industry. What's you that? A, you had a post on Facebook recently, and I remember commenting on it. And it was, it was a Haro hat and a GT hat. And oh, I think yeah. The, the caption, it just said family. Family. Right? And I was like, <laughs> I, I was literally like, I, I, I think my comment was like, in my neighborhood, it was, it was all like Haro. And then it was, there was like a couple of GTs. My best friend rode a dyno. But if any post summed up my childhood, it was that a picture of two hats that just said family, because it's not like you were riding your bike and you saw some kid that was brand new in your neighborhood and he was on a GT and you're like, I'm not going to ride with him. You know what I mean? You would chase that fucker down and be like, bro, what, what tricks can you do? What's your favorite trick? You know, yeah. you didn't care what kind of bike they had. Like, you just cared that you had another person to ride with. So I love that yeah. 100%. But Hey, guys, just speaking back uh, or going back to that bike. What was that, the 36-incher? I don't know if you can see this. I'll try to see. Oh, if I can damn. So this, this can, is that focusing at all? It yeah. is. Uh, okay, that's Bill Allen. That's Crew Jones on, on the 36-inch 6 bike, S-I-X-X. So if you guys want to check it out. <laughs> 36, 36 inch. inch. So yeah. I wasn't talking shit. I took a lot of shit. But <laughs> right? I mean, that's amazing. I just I mean, was I cool you, so how weird is this? So there you go. There's Bill Allen. So Bill Allen interviewed me last weekend in his, in his uh, I don't know what you fucking call it. It's like his plane, his paraglider. Like Yeah, he's got plane. one of those motorized gliders. He's a pilot, right? Yeah, yeah I saw that. You were up so, in the, you went up with them, right? Yeah, so he wanted to interview me. It was like, he, he, was, he was rad, you know, 1986, he was rad and everything else. And, and he's like, when was the first time you saw a rad? And I'm like, uh, 2000 and so. <laughs> in the UK, it was never released. It was never oh. available in the UK. I didn't see it until I was living in Australia. Um, but again, there's, so uh, Bill Allen actually came to see her movie, The Ride, um, and he, he was in tears. Uh, he was like, holy shit, this is an amazing movie. Um, so to, again, to, to have Bill Allen and, and like that movie rad that, that just was so inspirational for so many people. Um, absolutely amazing. So to see Bill on, on that 36 inch, I mean, yeah, there you go. It's real. It's a real bike. I, oh, that's real. I, I tell my favorite Bill Allen story. Uh, I tell Craig this all the time and he's like, I don't know, man, maybe you'll know, John, was Bill Allen ever a contestant on the dating game? Do you know, do you know if that is, if that was ever something because, and it could be a Mandela effect. We, we, 
I, I spent like 48 hours with them last weekend. I mean, yeah. we were at his house, we got drunk in the garden. If you ever talk he, to he gave me, He gave me Bruce Lee's belt buckle and I slashed my friggin' finger before I broke it. I slashed my finger. He has Bruce Lee's belt buckle and his belt buckle is like razor sharp. So the belt buckle fits oh, in the right Dude. But you it's were, a freaking weapon. It would, you were injured, but you were injured by Bruce Lee is what I'm hearing. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's amazing. Dude, if you ever saw... Oh, yeah, he gave it to Brandon and uh, Bill Allen is, was very close with Brandon. They, they were best friends. Every time he talks about Brandon, you see it in Bill's face. Like he, he breaks down how, oh. how that, that, that happened on the movie set. I mean, someone put a live bullet in a prop gun that killed. I mean, it's just like, yeah. That's another, that's another crazy story. This, that is yeah. crazy. Um, just, uh, I got to throw out this correction because I, I don't want to offend this brand. I said six earlier. It's Sixer Cycles. Sixer Cycles, yeah. straight out of Houston. Shout, uh, making those 36 shout out bikes. to them. I mean, Yeah, that has to have been a, an American-made frame. Taiwan wouldn't Yeah, be. they're out of Houston. Yeah, I mean. Every, everything's bigger in Texas. It's got to be. Hell yeah, hell yeah. And so, I can't believe V-Rubber opened a freaking mold. So I don't know who paid for that mold because that for the, a big 36-inch tire, that's a $20,000 mold. Easy, 20000 if not more. I mean, my mold for my bash guard plate was probably about 30 inches wide, and that was $10,000 for a mold. And yeah, so you're thinking a mold for a 36-inch tire, people don't realize how much molds cost. I mean, if you look into the work that goes into a mold, I mean, the hydraulics, the CNC machining, like, and molds wear out. So, and I'll tell you, molds wear out. I found the DX mold and had it cleaned up to make the Fusion DX pedals. So there you go. I found the mold. Cool, because I just ordered a set of those. Uh, I ordered the uh, the the Haro uh, the the DX style platforms. Did you like Did you like how I did all the Shimano DX colors? I loved it, man. I got the anodized red. <laughs> so look at that. I mean, if you want to buy, I, I mean, I do. I'm a massive fan of Shimano DX. I've got Shimano DX on all my uh, tribute bikes. I'm, I'm doing. Is that weird? I'm doing my own personal tribute bikes to myself to put on my timeline wall. No, it's brilliant, man. It's brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. So I'm. Uh, yeah, um, so to buy like a red or a gold or a blue, and if you can find black or white, black or white would be insane, but red, uh, blue, gold, it's $500. Or you can buy a Fusion DX for 30 bucks. That's incredible. And they look the same and they feel the same. It's, I'm just, there's like, Isaac, like, like you were saying before, American made, I'm all for it. If you can make American and you can afford American, please buy American. If you can afford a $500 pair of Shimano DX pedals, please buy them. I'm struggling. I just bought, I just, oh man, I just bought a set of ACS RL Edge for 500 bucks. That's <laughs> incredible though. Tell me. No, I sold a bike. I sold a complete Dave Mira 2006. New in the box for 600 bucks and I bought a pair of tires. Joe Vargas bought the bike. So Joe Vargas bought the bike, 600 bucks and I put that money towards the ACS RL Edge tires. 
So it's still investing in the community, right? It is. It is. You're I training think it is. Whatever. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's a complete bite for a set of tires. I, I'm over here going like that makes I completely understand that that makes sense like you know what I mean? you're just you're all you're doing is moving your like it's the same thing we did as kids brother like we I remember like you'd, you'd like okay I'm gonna I'm gonna sell this this these these cranks that I have um, I have some other cranks that are gonna be just fine but then after I do that I can get a free coaster or you know what I mean like dude it, it, we had our own little eBay going on uh, well, you know on my neighborhood right, so. I have something for you right now, and because this isn't going to go live until what, a week or so, or whenever you do it. Yep. But I'm in the bidding. So, Diacomp 182 levers, 182s, okay? So, they were the ones that had the hinge and they sort of flicked in. They came on the 88 model Harrows and stuff like that, but they would break very easily. If you can find a NOS set, they're like 700 bucks. People would also call them Tech 7s, but they're 182s. There's a, I have one Tech 7 lever, which is really a Tech 77, but I have a NOS one, and it has Tech 7. The sticker on the inside is Tech 7. Um, actually, since we, can, since we can pull the phones out, let me show you. And I had to look. I had to look back and see which ones were on the uh, Blyther FST here. I'm like, I got 77s. Okay, look at this. Um, so this is this is my. As you can you can see, I'm I'm building on my 89. But can you see it says Tech Seven? Does it show up? I I don't see it, but I'll take your word on it. Uh, man, it's so hard to see. Oh, there we go. I see it. It's it's uh, embossed down yep. into the uh, gray. Right, can you see that? Tech oh, seven. Yeah. Tech sevens. Tech Talk sevens. Yeah, but keep... really, that is a tech seventy-seven. Wow. So I've been searching for the other lever, and I'm bidding on it right now on eBay. So I was like, I, "We're not live, so it's good," because uh, I need to get. So I've got the left side, and I need to get the right side. And so look, it's Japanese, obviously. Look at the barrel. The barrel is plastic. See that? So the barrel is plastic itself. Um, so this is a full Japanese lever and it's got non-locking. So it's so hard to find that lever. It's a Tech 7, but it's a Tech 77 because it's a very early Tech 7 before it went 77. So it's like, again, I'm being a freak and I'm talking to freaks, so it's good. <laughs> totally fine. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm over here thinking like, can you imagine being that person that's on eBay and they're like, and John Bolchins is bidding on your stuff. You know what I mean? It's got to be $500 for a fucking lever. That, that is absolutely <laughs> That's insane. why I'm glad that this isn't live and we're going, because it's, it's in the 24 hour stage right now. So No, you're good, man. It's it. I'm, good. I'm at 50 bucks right now. So let's Text me a picture of it when you get it, man. I, yeah. I, I let's keep wait. it under a hundred. We'll, we'll yeah. be happy. There you go. So John. It, it, I don't know. Like this is this is the part where I want to transition because I can't stop looking at your boombox. I every time oh. I every time I look over there, I see even more of my childhood. Okay, so this this is my original. So I was fostered at ten years old and adopted at twelve, and so I got this probably for my, maybe for my fourteenth birthday. This is my original boombox. My dad got me. Um. 
and then obviously every piece of vision streetwear you got, you got a selection of stickers. You got the small ones, and you can see. Obviously, I was, I was, is that the player or the record? I can't remember, but that that was a vision streetwear sticker right there, and it's completely worn out. Um, but yeah, I mean, and look at this. This is one you probably haven't seen. Look at three oh, hip. Never, three hip. Three hip. Queen of Flatland. So you had King of Vert, two hip King of Vert. This was three hip Queen of Flatland. I'm trying to remember who did that. I Where did was, you get that? I know. That's crazy. Three hip. I, I just noticed that looking at it. I mean, this has been on there for 30 years. Ron Wilkerson didn't do this. It's not, it's not legit. But someone in Scotland, I believe, did that. And I'm, I'm going to blame Grant Smith. Grant Smith from BSD, because uh, I think he was, he was ahead of his time as well. So I think he did three hit. Um, invert sticker that came from uh, Mark Noble. Um, I don't know where I got the Club Homeboys stickers. Uh, there's an S&M sticker. Uh, I mean, the Club Homeboys were definitely original. That looks like the Club, the club Homeboys sticker you'd get when you signed up for the, the membership. For the membership, yeah, that was. And I got a bunch of them. So maybe, you know, what it's like after all these concussions, you just like, <laughs> where the fuck did this shit come from? And, and uh, here's, the, here's the thing for kids that don't remember, that, that's a paper sticker. It was like made on a copy machine. Yeah, it was. It was totally. It's not, it's not a vinyl sticker and the fact that it still looks like that. There's the green one under there. You can sort of see it. Um, yeah, the S&M, the Airwalk, Vision Streetwear. And look, we love skateboarders. So yeah, I had the skateboard decals and everything. I grew up with skateboarders. Most of us grew up with skateboarders because there wasn't enough BMX, especially in the 80s. BMX died and it wasn't cool. And like a lot of us, we were like, why? People would say to me, you're 16. Why are you still riding a kid's bike? I'm like, I'm 48 and I'm still riding a kid's bike. So... <laughs> here's here's the thing here's the thing about i remember about skaters like we all went to the same spot like we all rode the same ramps so yeah. like you you were 100 percent. we all searched for animal chin oh totally and an, do you know what animal chin was no what, what go ahead carlsbad down the road from harrow my purchase officer who does all the importing and everything for harrow he actually came across whilst we were filming animal chin and he told me exactly where it was. And then when, when Caballero was in the office, he was telling me, was like, yeah, that's exactly where it was. So that was pretty crazy. That's insane. Oh, look, there's your, uh, there's the Life's the Beach sticker right there, the Bad Boy Club. Life's the Beach, Bad Boys. And look at that fresh jive one. Look at the fresh jive. Oh, boy. That, <laughs> that's some fresh jive for you right yeah, there. Yeah, there's Dig, Vans. Yeah, another Vans, club homeboy. Club homeboy. Um, what else is over here? I mean, there's plenty of swatch. So, yeah, I always had, yeah, I loved, loved the, the swatch. Oh, so, look, you even I, have it underneath. <laughs> so when you lift it up, it stays there. So it's, again, this was one of the items that my, my parents, I mean, there's body glove and grind. See, check that out. That, that, I found another one of them recently. I had that sticker on my seat tube on my 89 Master. And it was so funny. I was talking to Eben today, Eben Krakow. And he goes, dude, don't talk to me about stickers. I've spent $100 this month on stickers, buying original stickers. So, I mean, to, to, just, to just have this. I mean, this, did you know? So look, 
There's backyard. So you heard of the contests, backyard, but backyard, Stu Dawkins had backyard skates. So before he did United and what, what he has 70s, but backyard skates was the original shot. So I had skateboard and BMX in it. Um, what else have I have here? That was probably from BMX Plus in 88, I think. We had some Mongoose stickers. Vision Streetwear. Um, yeah. There's some more Bad Boy and Harrow and everything else. Mal, is that Mal? Marlboro. I never, well, I did. I stopped smoking when I was 10 years old. Yeah, 10. Okay. <laughs> John, what, what was the last tape you had in there? Do you remember what, what was the last tape you played in that boombox? Honestly, it was actually, uh, I mean, shit, the stickers on You probably got one in there right now. I don't even remember that. Oh, look, there's, that's a weird one. UK King of Air. Oh, that's crazy, yeah. Yeah, let's see. The... Oh, shit. No way. I've got a mixtape. <laughs> You've got a mixtape. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. Crazy. Shit. That is the coolest. Does it play? Does your Does it play? Can you play? It does, it it does play? play, but I have to plug it in, and I have to find the cable because it's oh. all packed away. But this is like techno. This is techno music from the nineties. It's a techno mixtape. Holy shit! I can't believe you just asked me that. <laughs> Score, dude. All right, Craig. we might need we might need episode three to figure out what's on the tape. Craig, Craig for the win. Always Craig for the win. I love right that. Yeah, that you've seen that. Yeah. Let's let's check out out your Swatch collection, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. While John's getting that, I got to tell you, one of the things I love of of the uh, pictures of John riding from back in the day, he's got three or four Swatches up his wrist. So if you pay attention, you look at some posters, you look at any uh, pictures of John, man, it's there's There's actually nine. Nine? Yeah, I had, I had let me, five, let me re- five, let me five on the left and four on the right. Actually, wait a minute. I, I had to, because I was, I was looking for my stickers to, uh, to find out what I needed on this, this, this build I'm doing. Let's see. Actually, look. Wait a minute. This isn't a Harrow, but that's what I'm working on right now, if you can see that. It's a, my Dino Slammer. So it's a Dino Slammer. Turn, sl- turn it. Turn it. Uh, right. Turn it. Uh, there you go. Oh, it just, it flips. Yeah. Oh, it flips. No, that's awesome. That's a Dino, USA made Dino Slammer with SNM pitchforks, TNT stem, Redline Flight, Super Pros, ACS tires, knee saver bars. Yeah, so I'm, I'm about to do a photo. This is at Harrow. It's so funny. The president and the vice president saw that today. Dino Slammer in Harrow. And they're like, why is there a Dino in here? I'm <laughs> like, because it's BMX, bitches. <laughs> um, <laughs> What was I looking for? What was I looking for? I was looking for, oh yeah, here you go. So yeah, that's what I was doing today. Um, I was trying to replicate, that's from 1989. So that was the, uh, that's the swatch watches. Look, can you see all, there's nine. Oh yeah, yeah, we can see them. There's, there's nine swatch watches if I can get that. There you go. So there's four, four on the right wrist and five on the left. That so, was that was every kid's dream. If you're listening to this and you have no idea why we're so stoked on that, like and that's that was, Lee Reynolds. That's Lee Reynolds on the t-shirt, and I I found another t-shirt. I found that t-shirt, that Lee Reynolds t-shirt. I found it. So I have those shorts still, um, 
and I have, I have the watches as you were asking. So I still have the watches. I found the watches I keep in my little daughter's piece of art that she made me like when she was three years old. But anyway, um, so here you go. So check this out. So I have them all. This is all my original swatches in here. Uh, let's see. We're opening up a time capsule here. I, I mean, know. This... So every it's yeah. Again, thank you, mum and dad, for for saving all this shit and not throwing it out. I mean, these are all the original swatches. Um, I don't think I've found a new one of this one yet, but I have a new one of this. So this is how sad I am. I don't know if it's is it sad that I'm I'm collecting this shit, but that's my original watch. And then I bought a brand new one just recently. So this is from, I think, 86, 86, 87. I know there's going to be some crazy people that's going to correct me, but it's all perfect. It's all got the original uh, packaging and everything. And uh, so, yeah, so if I had it back in the day, I want to collect a new one. So that's and if you guys one. are listening on the podcast, John is bringing out his collection of Swatch watches from the 80s with all the funky designs and... And then I had that yeah. one, and then I bought a new one. <laughs> so that was the one I rode in that photograph I showed you, and and then I bought a new one. You know, just cars because I sold some bikes. <laughs> just seeing the packaging alone brings back such memory for me because that's exactly what it looked like in the display case. Oh, I mean, this was a hard one to get. I I had that, and I remembered it from memory. I know it's quite feminine, but. Uh, yeah, I found that online, and I was like, God, I have to get it. No, dude, that's uh, wild. Yeah, with all the leafing. There's the, the stripe. This was from 86. Can you see the stripes? And then there it is there. But again, look at the hands. The hands are red and yellow. So there's a few different stripes, but you have to get the original 86. I had that one. I remember we, we talked oh, about, about trading it. Remember, we, like, we talked about how you, I would trade them, and I remember that was when I traded – um, with a kid named Sean, it's cool, yeah. And then there's my original, and there's the new one. Ooh. I know, it's... God, I'm, I'm such a... Any, any one of the swatches that had, like, if it was clear and you could see the, the insides of it, man, I was like, that was my jam. I made my own Vision Streetwear watch back then. So I don't know if you can see, but it's all swirly inside, and that's the swirly one. That's what it used to look like. And then, obviously, because I couldn't, I couldn't get a vision watch back in the day, I put the sticker on it, and then I eventually bought the, the original. I've got a Harrow watch as well, but, man. That is incredible. <laughs> Am He's I boring you guys yet? Not, not even a little bit. Like, this is, if you're on the podcast, um, look at the timestamp and then head over to YouTube so you can see this and uh, you can enjoy these uh, watches with us because oh. these are amazing. I don't, I don't have this. Oh, no, they, no, it's not that one. Uh, I did have this one as well, but this was the, God, I can't remember what it's called. It was like the all black, the black shadow or something. But my dad gave me this one. And again, you know, you remember things. So I remember this one and I, I, I don't have the original because obviously you either give them away or most of these originals, um, I wish you could hold them all up, but they, most of these originals came from Scott Carroll, uh, my old friend and who rode for Swatch back then. But there's a few I still need to find. I need to find that one. So that's my original, but it's all cracked and stuff. So I remember. I yeah, that. I remember that one. I totally remember um, that. One. I made this myself. Can you read that? 
It says freestyle is ozone friendly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that was a deodorant called freestyle, but yeah. But that watch, I've seen it secondhand, but I've never found a brand new one. So I'm like, I don't want to buy another secondhand one. I've got my original secondhand one. If any of you swatch heads are out there and you can help John out, get a hold of us or John Bulgens to uh, get him his watches. And these were the other two I had, but I've lost over the years. So it's, it's funny what you remember. Like I, I, I'm searching all the time for, for this stuff. And it's funny what you remember. And, uh, and, and speaking of what you remember, um, I had DMC actually try and tell me that uh, when we did the 2017 um, yellow, which was, it's a very hard yellow to copy. And so the black, yellow, chrome master that we did, um, I had an original frame. Sorry, guys, look, I got so many amazing friends that helped me over the world. But one from England sent, my, sent an original 1987, unrestored, original, brand new in the box, to Taiwan, like just a Haro fanatic helped me do the color correction and get it right. So I had an original uh, 2017 frame and fork from 1987 shipped to Taiwan. I had another guy in Texas, it was actually, it was Texas. And I had so many projects, sorry, I can't remember if one's names, but uh, I had the Texas guy send his black, yellow, chrome, frame and fork to Harrow. So I had two NOS 1987 black, yellow, chrome masters to get perfect so we could do this properly. And DMC is still like, no, nah, it's the wrong color. Really? I'm like, yeah, I, rem I remember things in my memory. I had that, this watch. DMC remembers the exact color, but I don't have my exact watch. So I don't have your exact color, DMC, but I have two NOS frames from 1987 and that's what I color corrected to, to make sure that we're right so the collectors would love it. But Dennis is always right. John, didn't you, didn't you do the same thing with the decals? Didn't you have someone for, uh, for the decals that sent you in the original cut decals for the master? Or yeah, was it the I mean, master or the bash guard? No, no, it was, so I've got a lot of stories about decals. I mean, um, have you guys actually seen uh, a Flatlander that not many of you knew about, but now you do, Nick Watts. Nick Watts, he's from Australia. He rides like Kevin Jones. Nick Watts. This guy, please look into him. At 12 years old, he was doing what Kevin was doing at 18 and 19. Nick Watts. So Nick Watts uh, was a great friend of mine. I saw Stu Dawkins actually from Backyard Skates before it became, you know, 70s and everything else. He sent me a video of Nick Watts. And I was like, what the hell? Like, this guy is insane. But not just Flatland, he had this guy, Tammy Stora, doing 900s in Australia and like Trevor King. Trevor King was on parting shots of BMX Plus, probably 1990. Backpage doing a 360 tail whip. And he called it a blender. So there was these guys in Australia doing these tricks, but no one knew about them. So it's always did Ruben Alcantara, because uh, he was doing 360 tail whips very early on, Trevor King. Um, and I'm trying to remember who it was. 
that they actually said did the first 360 tail whip. But it was between Ruben and Trevor. It was really early on. And BMX Plus had a parting shot of Trevor King doing his 360 tail whip. And Trevor did the 360 tail whip in Nick Watts' video. Nick Watts, 15 years ago, helped me recreate the original 1989 artwork for the Bashgar bikes. Okay? So there's me. I'm trying to recreate all my original bikes. My mom and dad had sent this shit over, everything else. And I'm like, I cannot find this artwork. I cannot find. I, I contacted Jim Ford. I contacted Tony, Tony DiGlardo. I contacted everyone at Harrow saying, look, do you have this artwork? I'm trying to finish this collection. I mean, it's Harrow's history. No one could find me the artwork. So me being a freak and Nick being so creative and Nick Watts left school and created everything. I mean, this guy, you got to look into this guy. He, he's killing it right now. In Australia, he actually is the leading company for time-lapse. I mean, he has like 800 cameras out there right now doing all this time-lapse across the country. So when you're watching a skyscraper getting built, that's Nick Watts. He does all that. He's a flatlander. He still rides. He's killing it. Uh, so he and I, he hated me because I would go to his office and I'd stop him from working to do my fucking art. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't know how to draw this shit on a computer. So, no, and the, and the decals, I mean, the, the artwork is amazing on the bash guard. And, and I mean, the, the, amazing. That, that, art, that artwork, yes, again, I'm the brand manager. So I come up with the ideas and the concepts. Even 15 years ago, before I was at Harrow. I just wanted my bike to be right, not thinking that then I could inspire the world to have their 1989 or the 2019 Bashgard bike or their 2020 Zolotone, which is about to land this week. The Zolotone Master is landing this week. So everyone's asking us when the sports are coming out, when the Masters, they're coming in this week. They're in um, Long Beach right now, getting, getting through customs, signing off and making sure COVID's not on the box and all that shite. Um, but yeah, Nick Watts was the one that did all that artwork. Harold didn't do it. Nick did it. And so I'm just saying that's where we started doing all this artwork. The Airmaster, the, the Groundmaster, you were asking, did you scan decals? The Groundmaster decals, John Yule. John Yule had an original set from 1991. And he gave me them seven years ago. So when I'm working on a project, I didn't start working on it last week. I started working on 2021 in 2016, 2015. I am always working so far ahead so that it does take so long to get every single little imperfection correct so that when you get it, you're like, this is exactly how I remember it. Apart from if you're DMC. <laughs> That's, that, that is such an incredible story though. And that goes, you're like Haro fans are like no other fan that I I've ever experienced in, in sports or anything like that, because, because you are touching, you're, you're touching someone's history. You're touching someone's memory. You're touching their childhood. And yeah. that's probably the most sacred thing in the world. And to hear the, 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 the lengths that you will go to, to recreate what we remembered when we were 12, 13, 14, getting that first bike. 
is incredible. And I think that, that, that's just a testament to, to why Haro is Haro. You know, yeah. it's, it's that this decal is, is the decal that you remember. It's not what we remember, you know, yeah. but de- like, you know, calling you the, the half millimeter, uh, so, John, you know, like that, that's just a testament to it, a hundred percent. So on behalf yeah. of everyone that grew up in, in BMX and, and even if you're not a Haro junkie, um, just having somebody that, that cares that much about it and then shout out to the fans that are willing to open up their collection so that someone like myself and Craig can, can have that recreated color. That is just incredible. Yeah. Like, thank you. And it's the community that helped me do this. I couldn't do it on my own. I mean, people ask for all these other colors, but unless I have it to duplicate, I can't copy it. Harold doesn't have this information. And if they do, it's on floppy disks and there's thousands of disks. And we, sadly, my bosses, my shareholders, they're like, move forward, stop looking back. So when I do lineage or I do vintage, it's on my back. I'm doing it from what I've had and what I've collected to create this. I mean, um, I can't remember who it was. Someone asked me the other week, um, the HPF tire we did. We did the HPF tire. They blew up my freaking original 88 HPF tires to get the mold. They blew them up. Oh, sorry, Mr. John. They say 100 PSI. I'm like, yes, they're 32 years old. They're brittle. Oh, you cannot put them at 100 PSI. My uh, Series 1 number plate. So we did the number plate that came out, and it came out in a pizza box and everything else. They completely shredded it. My original NOS original my fusion cranks they used my fusion cranks to get the mold so they put it into putty and everything else they corroded my cranks my cranks not harrow's it's like this is original unrestored product and they don't get what it's what it's my heartache it's my personal possessions that we use to recreate this stuff and when they i mean they, they just they don't get it i mean my factory tried to get me to use the, the Primo crank. So the Primo crank, it's not the Fusion crank. And the Primo crank is a copy of the GT crank. I wanted the Fusion crank to be the same. So the external shape of the lineage Fusion crank is 100%, not 99.9, it's 100% the exact same shape. Internally, originally it was 20 mil, but I made it 22 mil because it's stronger and you can bolt it on and it's more relevant today. And then obviously, um, originally it was alloy and you would strip that alloy center out. So we have that chromoly insert that locks into place for your 916 pedal. Um, but I wanted again, everything when you look down at this bike, the emotional connections there, the shape is there, the thickness, everything you remember, you're like, holy shit, I've just went back in a time warp. That's what I want. So if it's the top tube, if it's straight, like an 85 or an 86, or the swivel, like the 87, 88, right the way through to the 91, I want that there, that you can look down. You don't have to flip and whip and do whatever you are on your bike. You can just sit down and cruise that bike and look and just, have that feeling again. 
that I'm 16 again. And that's what I want from Harrow. And that's, that's what I want from BMX, that we are a bunch of kids. We ain't growing old and stay young and collect shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, John, I mean, it's, we're running into, we're running into the end of, of our zoom when, when the recording yeah. will kick us off, but I, I can't think of a more perfect uh, end to our discussion. And I cannot wait to do uh, episode, you know, three and four and five and six with you um, because this has been, I mean, just a remarkable conversation. Just just reliving, sitting down and, and, and hanging out with you for these these uh, these episodes has been probably one of the biggest treats of my entire life since I I, I mean I stopped riding uh, just from injuries when I was a kid. Um, you know, you know, kind of like we all did, right? And went away to college yeah. and and things like that. But just having this this opportunity to sit down um, with I mean, I started out explaining like you're the legendary um, John Bulges. And now I feel like to, to myself and to Craig and all of our listeners, like it's my friend, John Bulges. Like this is absolutely amazing to me. So thank you um, from the bottom of my heart for hanging out and spending this time with us and wearing your, your original vision stuff and letting <laughs> me enjoy it. Man, I'm, I'm so honored and proud to, to be a part of this and, uh, you know, spread the love, um, you know, one, one life, one chance, you know, like live it. Don't live in the past. You can have the past actually in the present, you know, you can uh, get a lineage, get an SE, get a GT, get any of these bikes. Like they are just amazing. Feel, feel young again and feel alive. I mean, that's the most important thing about this because one life, one chance. And uh, yeah, I just hope that, as I said, hopefully when you listen to this podcast, I just inspired one human being. That's that's what I want from this. Craig, John, I got to say, yeah, that's it's definitely been an honor sitting down with you. I feel like we just we're sitting in a room together, having a couple glasses of scotch and uh, yeah. a couple of BMXers talking about the good times, the bet, you know, the new times. Isaac, John. I mean, you couldn't get any better than this. I mean, the, the best, what, the only thing that could happen now even better would be if we stopped this and we were all together and got out on the, on the bikes and went for a ride. But uh, thanks for your time, man. Uh, I'm glad to have sat down and, and, uh, and listened to you. And uh, you're definitely an inspiration. And uh, thank you again from the bottom of our hearts, man. It's been a great time. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, everybody, that's a wrap for the John Bulgins interview. Um, and I hope you had as much fun watching it as we had filming this because what an experience that was. John is so cool. And like hearing Haro's plans for the future and seeing how he ties in, uh, you know, big bikes into, you know, their plans is really, really fascinating. And, and some of the insights on what we're going to expect to see next year. So cool. John, thank you so much for coming out and hanging out with Craig and I. Uh, I apologize for the weird ending on that. It's just at the Zoom meeting, we had a three-hour window and it cut off. So uh, it didn't go much longer than what you saw anyway. So uh, we just didn't get a chance to do the, this part um, and, and thank John for coming on. So John, thank you so much for coming on our show. Craig, you did a great job. Um, and I hope you all enjoyed watching this as well. Uh, just learning about some of the Haro history. And you know, even if it's just, uh, you know, it's, it's crazy time out right now, right? Stressful for a lot of people. And so just being able to stop 
and just kind of take a walk down memory lane, see all those swatches and the, the Vision Streetwear and the old Haro stuff. So, so much fun. So anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate all of you. And if you like this, this interview, make sure you subscribe and like the video. Um, it really helps us out. And uh, it's a way that you can find out when we're doing more of them. So uh, take, check out part one if you haven't seen that yet, if this is your first time to the channel. Uh, we also have interviews with Todd Lyons, uh, Lewin Frazier from uh, JT Racing, uh, and more. So take a look around. Hope you have a good time and get out there and ride your bike. If you haven't ridden today, go ride your bike uh, and, and have a good time. So take care, everybody. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye. Acast powers some of the world's best podcasts. Here's a show we recommend. This spooky season, have a listen to Let's Talk About Myths, baby! A podcast about Greek mythology that tells it honestly and often with a lot of gore, at least when it comes to these spooky season episodes. Every week in October, I have released a new episode with various levels of spooky in Greek mythology. There are ancient stories of haunted houses, ghosts, werewolves, general tragedy, and even a very bloody tree. Greek mythology has a little something for everyone, especially when it comes to spooky season. So listen to Let's Talk About Myths, baby, every week, wherever you get your podcasts. A-Cash, 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 A-Cash recommends. recommends.